It's a roller coaster, a yellow Vespa, two little fish flags, and a boat. up David. Tonight is episode 42, Pride and Prejudice. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. This is actually our second run-through of the Pride and Prejudice episode because Audacity, the program that we use to record things, decided to freeze up after like 20 minutes last week. Two weeks ago? Two weeks, Two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. It's been a long time. So, if, uh, anybody says anything that's like hey we already talked about this that's because we already did like almost an entire episode <laughs> on this but we're doing it again if the jokes feel forced we already said them before <laughs> yes we were really on a roll that time too it was a good episode yeah but nobody will ever hear thanks audacity yeah so pride and prejudice it's a 2005 romantic drama film film <laughs> film film <laughs> That's what my notes say, so that's what it is. It was adapted from Jane Austen's 1813 novel by Deborah McGock and directed by Joe Wright in his directorial debut. It stars Kira Knightley, Matthew McFadden, Brenda Blythin, Donald Sutherland, Tom Hollander, Rosamund Pike, Jenna Malone, and Judi Dench. I think Kira Knightley is no. I've heard of, I've heard of Donald Sutherland, and we've seen something with Rosamund Pike in it. We have. What movie Which was it? Was it came up in the, it was. Oh, I was yeah. so proud of you. Yes. And of course, Dame Judi Dench, who I don't actually like. I know that that is a person. I don't know that I could pick her out of a lineup. She was probably Lady What's Her Face. Lady What's Her Face. Yeah, the really me. mean lady. I'll, I'll give I'll give him that one. The name is Catherine DeBorg. I was gonna Catherine ask him to say DeBorg. what letter the name began. With. Oh well, I didn't let that happen. Because if it, if you said like J, I wasn't gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have gotten it if you said J. Yeah. So let that be a lesson to you, <laughs> Lady Catherine DeBorg. Lady Catherine DeBorg, whose not name does not have a single J in it. <laughs> we don't know her middle name. She doesn't have one. Some people don't. Yeah, so maybe she's one of them that she doesn't have a middle name. Yeah. Much less one with J in it. I went I went to grad school with a, a man named John Ford. J-O-N-F-O-R-D. His name was not short for Jonathan. It was just John. Huh. He had no middle name. His whole name was seven letters long. There was a kid in my grade named Eric Sue, and he didn't have a middle name. And Sue is just S-U. And his oh, so entire gonna... name was shorter than my first. Yeah. So you're going to one-up me with your six-letter yep. name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Great. Do you know any five <laughs> names? 
Success. It grossed 121 million off of its 28 million dollar budget. It also received four Academy Award nominations, including Best Actress for Keira Knightley, who was only 20 years old at the time of filming, making her the third youngest actress to be nominated for the award at the time. Hey, what movie have we watched with Keira Knightley in it? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yay! Yeah, when she was only like 17. Yeah. 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 A long time ago. What movie have you watched with Donald Sutherland? That's a good question. Isn't he isn't he one of those people who's in like everything? No. Proceed. Okay. <laughs> Was he in Hunger Games? Yes. yes. Good job. You did it. I remembered a thing about a person. Yeah. Keira Knightley lost to Reese Witherspoon in Walk the Line. We don't need to go through Johnny Cash don't again. Through we again. went through a whole Johnny Cash thing last last time we recorded. And we will not go down that road. <laughs> I do not wish to time. Relive. I like Johnny Cash. <laughs> of course you do. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Pride and Prejudice is the story of the Bennett family and their five daughters. Mrs. Bennett is obsessed with getting her daughters married off, so when the rich and charming Mr. Bingley moves into a nearby estate, she jumps at the chance to introduce her girls to him and his even wealthier, though more aloof, friend, Mr. Darcy. Jane, the eldest Bennett daughter, and Bingley hit it off immediately, while Elizabeth Bennett, our point of view throughout most of the movie, is turned off by the seemingly stuck-up Darcy. Mr. Darcy, in turn, convinces Bingley that Jane just isn't that into him, and the two of them leave town for a while, which, when Elizabeth discovers Darcy's interference, makes her hate him even more. But all is perhaps not what it seems with Mr. Darcy, whose stubbornness and lack of social graces hide a kind and generous heart. Some great costumes, a pianoforte or two, and a whole lot of old-timey ballroom dancing. Pride and Prejudice. Should we do the personality quiz? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hallie. Yes. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I know who I got. I just don't have the little the little saved thing anymore but for some reason I have pictures of trout on my phone and I don't know where those came from there's a Pikachu let me just get past all of the Duolingos and have a shot oh where did it go oh no scroll back two weeks ago what if you just said Hang who on. you got because maybe one of us also got that oh that's a good idea read. That's a really good idea. I got I got Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. Yeah. I also got Mr. Darcy. Whoa! <laughs> the description for Mr. Darcy in this quiz is, like Mr. Darcy, you are socially awkward and occasionally quite rude, but underneath it all, but underneath it all, you have a good heart. You have never successfully expressed a feeling even once in your life, but you would do anything for the people you care about. Most importantly, you're able to learn from your mistakes and grow. Which, I don't know. I knew I was going to get Mr. Darcy on this quiz. It's I, yeah, I like. I don't think I'm ever super rude. Like, I hope not. 
just because I'm like too reverse, too reserved to be that confrontational with somebody. But like, I don't know. I felt kind of a kinship with Mr. Darcy throughout the movie. I I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people think I suck at first, <laughs> but I have a kind heart, which is what really matters. I have been told that I have a very grumpy neutral expression and then I can appear off-putting to people. It's often because like I know someone who thought that I hated her, but it's only because I forgot her name and didn't know how to re-ask it, so I just avoided her constantly so that I would never have to be put in that situation again, which feels like a very Darcy thing to happen. So I don't mean to be rude and standoffish. I'm just so anxious sometimes. That's how it that's that's how it how it be. The difference though is that I don't think Darcy would care that he forgot someone's name that's, that's and that's true. why he would avoid them. He would just wanna wanna be near them. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Who did you get, Kristen? I got Mr. Bingley. And it says, affable, optimistic, and eager, you are Mr. Bingley through and through. You are often delighted by things, you crave sincerity, and you very much want to fall in love. You trust your friends with your life, and you always value their input, even if they're saying things you don't want to hear. I'm very pleased with this result, because I love Mr. Bingley. He's a treasure, and a peach and a half, and I also am those things. Was so, that a snap that you just did? That's the thing. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like it. It sounded like when you crack your knuckles. Oh, I did that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know that. Mr. I did the Bingley whole never... thing. There we go. I'm not completely him, so it's fine. (laughs) There are some things that were wrong. But no, I was very pleased. Mr. Bingley. I wanted to be either Mr. Bingley or Lizzie. Wouldn't we all love to be Lizzie? I would have been I would have been pleased if someone told me I was the dad. I wouldn't have seen it, but I like him, so Dad's chill. Yeah. 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 Definitely. He's uh he is one of my favorite, like side characters in the movie just because he he just he seems like he really both wants what's best for all of his daughters but is also so tired <laughs> so tired he's so he tired. has to deal with mrs bennett who's yeah. a lot she's a lot she's a lot she's the most but i do really love her yeah yeah so i guess seeing it for the first time I don't know. I wanted to preface this with, like, usually romantic relationships in movies are the things I'm least interested in, plot-wise. Like, whether or not the two main characters will wind up together, it's just not a thing. Like, will they or won't they? Just, what are you looking at each other Nothing, go ahead. (laughs) Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, they have a whole movie that was based around that question was really kind of a challenge but I really liked everybody's performances like Kira Knightley was really great I thought Matthew McFadden as like brooding Mr. Darcy was the right mix of kind of pretentious and then taciturn but then as he gets as the movie goes on he gets really sweet and tender and he can do that really well too so I thought this might be more like a a Hamilton where it's a really well done version of a type of thing that just isn't my jam so on the scale of like one to titanic i think i would 
rated slightly higher than Titanic. My beef with how you set this up, though, is that you're like, I want to preface it with, usually I'm not into the romance, which sounds like you're going to be like, however, these two sparks are a flying, undeniable chemistry, etc. And instead you're like, still don't like it. <laughs> movie's not great. <laughs> no plot twist in this one at all. No. No. No, I thought the movie was really good. I just... It was, it's a movie about a thing that I'm not that interested in, which is okay. But because like, I did think like the performance is really great. I thought the filmmaking was great. Like if the question was like, how is the movie as a movie? Like, I think they did a really good job with it. But as far as a movie that I would want to watch again anytime soon, I would watch it before Titanic. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day. It's like a seven. It deserves higher. I agree. Eight minimum. Eight. Mm. Minimum. Mm. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day that was like, what are five movies you can say with confidence you've seen at least ten times? And I didn't really used to be a movie watcher or a re-watcher. So it had to have either been several, several years since I had seen it or... I had to be, like, really in the mood or something. I don't know. And I think Pride and Prejudice is, like, one of the three movies I could come up with that I had seen maybe ten plus times. It's so good. It's so good. But you haven't watched the six-hour BBC special. I was busy this weekend. It's been no, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did mean to rewatch it, and then I couldn't. So that wasn't fun. There's no excuse for not watching the BBC six-hour one, aside from just like, oops, didn't get around to it. It's such a good movie. It's like... I don't know. I can can see how old-timey things aren't fun. I always caution people (laughs) when they watch this that they have to have the subtitles on because the music is very loud. They speak very quickly. They speak very softly. They have British accents, and they're speaking old-timey E. So you have a lot of things working against you being able to understand them on the first go. And so I think that's already going to sort of deter some people. And I tried to watch the movie Emma a couple months ago. Couldn't get into it. Like 20 minutes in, I was like, I'm even in the mood for a period piece. And I can't, I can't do this. Interesting. But surely you've seen Clueless. Yes. Which is just Emma. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we got that settled. Clueless is a fantastic Clueless movie. is a fantastic movie, and if we, it's not on our list, it should be. I think we it almost is watched on it our list. Times. We almost watched it yeah. because after Scream, they made a comment about Clueless, right. and yes. I was like, ha ha, and then you guys didn't tell me what movie was next. So that was fun. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I forgot. But no, this well, is if you checked the Discord. If you used the Discord for easy three way <laughs> communication, this wouldn't happen. No, I had checked Discord. You guys hadn't said liar. anything about it. We had been between two movies, and I think David texted you. But you but you never checked Discord, though. Okay, but in this instance, that wouldn't have helped me. There was nothing there <laughs> but to like, check. But like, I feel like we didn't post it there because you never checked Discord. We're so off this subject. Is a, this is a real the movie's great. problem. <laughs> We're not going to be able to solve. I will push this chair over. <laughs> Earlier, like 25 minutes ago, I started laughing to myself because I thought, what if I just kicked (laughs) your chair? 
I almost did. <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> that was good. Anyway, yeah. it's just it's so good. What are what are your other two? I I texted Hallie while we're talking about things that. Hallie and I have talked about that you were not a part of. I texted Hallie about the Twitter thing, about the the movies that you've seen ten times or more. What are your other two movies, Kristen? If you wanted to know, you would have texted me that when you had that original conversation. So. No, I want to know. I don't remember. <laughs> I, think, I think one of them is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the live action okay. one. Because it came out many moons ago, and it's a it's a fan favorite. Probably many Christmas movies, just because you watch them year after year. But excluding Christmas movies, it was Pride and Prejudice and probably the live-action Peter Pan from 2003. I know that one. Probably some Harry Pretty Potter cool. movies. Why couldn't I think of these when I first saw this tweet? Drew a complete blank on everything. Yeah. But... If it's not Harry Potter and if it's not Christmas, it's it's like live action Peter Pan, maybe Pride and Prejudice, maybe. Ten is so many times. That was what I got hung up on. I was telling Hallie. Not me. In our, ex- in our exclusive conversation. <laughs> that didn't involve me. I think the only ones I could come up with were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, whatever the subtitle that one is. That's the one where they go back to feudal Japan. I have never seen any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. I want to clarify that he didn't text me like, oh, what movies have you seen ten times over? He texted me, have you seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies? That's how this came up. I wanted to know. I have seen bits and pieces. You haven't sat down and... So I'm... No. I was a child... Of like, <laughs> I thought you were just. Gonna say, I was a child. I was, I was a child. child. Once upon a time. <laughs> Once upon a time. And they were these turtles. <laughs> <laughs> no, my when I was like six or seven, my mom taught me how to use the VHS player, it's because it was a good babysitter, I think. <laughs> but we had the Ninja Turtle movie, so I would, my brother and I would put one in. We would watch it all the way through, rewind it because that was important take it out, put the next one in, and we just, like, watch them on a loop, like, all day long. So, the Ninja Turtle movies, a pretty constant source of entertainment in my childhood. Ten is so many times. Like, I was thinking, like, The Matrix. I've seen The Matrix probably, like, five or six times. Why? Well, again, it came out when I was in high school, and it's, like, the most high school boy movie ever. I but guess. I've seen it a, I've seen it a few I times. I guess you've got me there. I've seen it a few times since then. Actually, when I like a couple years ago was the last time I watched it, and I'm like pretty done with the Matrix. I don't okay. need to watch it ever again. That's good. Like it's not, it's not my favorite. But like, there's still some things about it that are really cool. This is all kind of tied back into Pride and Prejudice in a moment. <laughs> Just like wait. some of the special effects, like right at the beginning when Trinity like climbs up the wall and stuff when people are shooting at her. It's like it's still really cool. Some of the visual effects are still really great. In the Matrix. I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> well, I know that you hate it. Yeah, I do. So, <laughs> it's like so much. But 
Kristen. What are your thoughts on The Matrix? I thought it was fine. I don't know. I watched it, I think, just because there was... Oh, I think we... Not my English class, but an English class that, like, my favorite English teacher taught. And sometimes I would sit in her room during study hall. I think they were watching The Matrix. And my mom was like, I love The Matrix. You should watch it. And so I finally did and was like, I mean, like, interesting concept. Not quite my brand of movie. Not against it, per se. I didn't like the color scheme, and I honestly think that that's a big part of my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it since then, and I graduated high school many moons ago, so. Yeah. I'm an elder now. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, ten is so many times. Ten is a lot of times. And then the friend who I asked was like, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and I'm like, okay, sorry. We can't all be movie watchers. The thing is that when I was thinking about my 10, 10 doesn't feel like that much to me for a rewatch. Well, what are your... But but all mine are, like, from my childhood as well that I have just continued watching into adulthood. So the time that I have spent with that movie allows me to do 10 rewatches right. across That's why many, I intentionally didn't choose any movies from when I was younger. Because when you're a kid, you can just watch a movie well, on when repeat I'm doing over movies and over. That I still watch... As an adult, and have like okay, well, the same, like Great Mouse Detective or uh, the Disney animated Peter Pan. Um, a lot of Miyazaki's I have watched many, many times because they're very calming. I have them on in the background while I do chores. Or I told you that I tried that tea, right? What? The tea? That's <laughs> <laughs> not really tea. <laughs> it's like supposedly from one of the Miyazaki movies. Where it's, it, you put a bit of honey, like a teaspoon of honey at the bottom of your cup, and a little bit of cinnamon, and then you pour hot water, and you fill half of the mug, and then you pour in, oh, milk, except I did, like, rice milk or something, and you mix it up. And at first, I tried it and was like, oh, this is, like, a cute little drink, and it's sweet, and it's delicious, and about a third of the way through, I'm like, this is, this is a lot. And then about a halfway through, I hated it. That's from Ponyo. Yeah, I had that. Okay. It's good at first, <laughs> and then halfway through, you hate it. <laughs> I think I texted it to you. I don't remember that. This was moons ago. Maybe? Like down in January. Okay, well, Time is an illusion. <laughs> Ponyo's not one of the ones I've seen many times over. I don't think I've seen Ponyo. It's cute. The only reason I wanted to see it was because that was when I was a big Jonas Brothers fan, and their younger brother Frankie was the voice. Was he the voice of Ponyo, or he was like the voice of something? I think he was Sasuke. He was. I think that's the kid. The kid's name. He was something, and I was like, Nick Jonas, my future husband, his brother. Does a voice in this movie? My future brother-in-law. I have to watch <laughs> no, I can talk to him about it when I see him. Yes. I'll be like, "Hey, I, can be like, I watched Ponyo. You were great." Yeah, <laughs> and that's how he introduces me to Nick. I never watched it though, and that's why Nick and I aren't together. <laughs> but you had the drink. You had, had the drink, drink. of Ponyo. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Miyazaki is <laughs> what I've watched. Yeah. A lot of I think I think probably all of my like have rewatched 
an absurd number of times movies are animated. What? How? Say that what? word. What? <laughs> I think all the movies I have rewatched an absurd number of times are animated. It doesn't have like a Z jam. in it. What are you talking about? Absurd? Absurd? Okay, you said it normally there. Absurd. You're like, absurd. <laughs> absurd. Absurd. You can pronounce it with a hard S. Absurd. It's not an S, that's a Z. A hard S is like... <laughs> a soft S is how people supposedly say the last S in molasses, but I still use a hard S. Molasses. It's supposed to be like molasses. And I hate it. I don't know that sounds the same as my pronunciation of the S in absurd. No! <laughs> if anything, though, that makes it a soft S, not a hard S. What would happen if I just kicked your chair over? <laughs> I have a wall. <laughs> no, backwards. I guess there's a thing there. There's David's back. David, move your backpack so that I can <laughs> throw Kristen to the floor. Good luck. I'd beat you in a fight. There's common consensus. There should be a Twitter poll. <laughs> no! Who would win in a fight? Like is, a physical I one. Like win. Mr. Cox. I know no, I would. It's for some reason. Everyone thinks. I think the problem is everybody's the one who me. asks the question. And therefore, people are. You are really are, aggressive about it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like this girl has yeah. too much to lose. That's not. That's not good. And I think, I wonder how it would be different if we wiped everyone's minds and then you asked the question. We'll never know. But it would probably be the same result, which no. is, yeah, Allie's going to win. No. Mm-hmm. I'd win in a fight. You heard it here first on Catching Up, David. But it's going to be a Twitter poll, and you should answer me because that's the right answer. Except the difference is that I would actually win the fight. No. I am taller and way more. And therefore... That means nothing. When I make my center of gravity lower, I'm like a rock. But everybody calls me scrappy, which is a good fighting adjective. Only if, like, I don't just kill you right away. (laughs) You can't. I can't. You can't. We've asked you this question, right? You probably said Hallie because apparently everyone else does. I don't want to hear your answer. Okay. You guys have secret discussions about how often you watch movies without me. <laughs> like the time you played Among Us without me, too. <laughs> I know things. I'm left out of the circle. It's not brought up in the Discord. Actually, I haven't checked in. Place, so. I know you haven't. <laughs> so, that could be a lie. The Among Us was actually over Discord. <laughs> It was over Discord. That's how we played. I still wasn't a part of it. Would you like to be added to the Among Us Discord? Have you played multiple times since then? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I would be interested in well, playing. I never and your brain said, okay. Kristen <laughs> would be like, hey, at seven, let's do Among Us. And it would be like 6.55 and it'd be like, all right. It was just a whole year where nobody had any plans. <laughs> you want to be added? Not anymore. <laughs> you want to play Among Us? I already told a different friend that if they ever play Among Us, they should let me know because I just want to play it. Apparently, people invite others, but not me. <laughs> They're probably too afraid that I beat them. 
I am the world's greatest detective. That's after a all. fucking lie. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> you cannot slander the name of the world's greatest detective. It's what house. I am. It's David's house. He would never allow it. <laughs> David, do you allow it? I was just thinking the other day that this would be a family-friendly, completely not explicit podcast if Hallie would just stop swearing. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Yeah, Hallie. That's not fair. Ruining everything. <laughs> Further proof that you are not the world's greatest we detective. Watched, what does that have to do with me? Everything. That's why I don't know. You will never know. It's nothing. So, Prime Prejudice is a really so good we, <laughs> None of this was on our first recording. <laughs> we didn't. None of these topics were broached the first time we tried to discuss. Change your voice to normal. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's fresh content. (laughs) Though I was thinking during all of that, maybe I've seen The Princess Bride (laughs) ten or more times. Callie and I are just going on about Among Us and not being invited. And you're like, Princess Buttercup, have I seen her? That one is one you've seen over ten times. That's I mean, I it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one to have seen over ten times. Yeah. I've, uh, I've watched it a lot. It was a staple of my childhood. My mom was actually... I only saw it because my mom was a big Mandy Patinkin fan. Okay. But, like, his, of his singing career, which is a thing that... That's let, Okay. <laughs> Many people don't know this, but Mandy Patinkin, also a fantastic <laughs> singer, my mom was a huge fan, so I grew up with a lot of Mandy Patinkin covers of, like, show tunes. <laughs> I've seen him live in concert. That's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. But he's, uh, he's in Princess Bride. He's in Yegum Montoya. That's who he is. Yeah. Proud of you. I know a thing or two about movies from the 90s or 80s or whatever that came out. Yeah. I don't think we've ever strayed this far. (laughs) We are pretty out in the weeds at the moment. But that's okay. We will get to Pride and Prejudice in a moment. Who would win in a fight, Darcy or Bingley? The answer is Darcy. And me. By, by extension. Anyway, it's an okay movie. I like it, generally. Um, I think it falls into the trap of a lot of people talking about how great The Princess Bride is and how it's a fantastic movie. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. It had a lot of hype, though, so my, my bar was set very high. I think it's one of those, did you see it as a child, or did you see it when you were older? I was some teen age, 15, maybe? I think it's one of those that, like, if you grow up with it, it's a lot more beloved than if you see it. I feel this way about Dune, like the book series. Never read them. Looking forward to the movie. Yeah, I tried to read Dune when I was in, 
think I was in college, and I was not. I was not feeling Dune. Not your brand. Not not my thing. But I know people that like read it at the right age, which is probably like twelve or so. Mm-hmm. Love Dune. Just totally obsessed with it. So I think I think Princess Bride might be one of those types of things. That's fair. So don't you hate it when you come on to something too late? Yeah. Like, I probably could have really gotten into the Percy Jackson series if I had started reading it young enough. But by the time I was like, ooh, interesting. Also, I like Logan Lerman. He was in that movie. Let's read this. I was like 16 or 17, and they were like, here is Percy. He's 12. And I thought, "Mm, nope. Can't Can't do it. (laughs) Not anymore. Not, not Not my scene. I feel that way about Pokemon, like, very strongly. So sad. Yeah, it's I just, just, I just missed, just I just missed, missed it. it. You just missed it. Just yeah. missed it. I probably saying. actually still would have been into Pokemon, but I, I was old enough that I was like, hmm, Pokemon, that's for children. God. So I didn't get into it. I feel like I could have really gotten into Neopets, like way more Loved than Pokemon, Neopets. except yes. I didn't know anyone else who was into Neopets, and... My parents were of the type where if I asked for something for, like, my birthday, sure, they'd get it. But if we were just at the store and I was like, hey, can I buy a deck and, or a pack or whatever it is of Neopets cards, they'd be like, no. I don't think Neopets had cards. Yeah, I have some still. <laughs> I don't lie, remember? I don't know what a Neopet is. Is it like a Tamagotchi? No. Well, well, no. Okay. Um, I just, I really liked all their drawings and their pictures. It was very aesthetically pleasing. Look at these Neopets cards. young Kristen. I am upset these exist. I wouldn't have gotten them. I'm just mad that they existed behind my back all along. You logged on to Neopets.com and you adopted an online pet. So in that sense, it's kind of like a Tamagotchi and you just log on to feed it. And then you had to, like, make money to buy food to feed it. So you would play mini-games to get money. And the better you were at the mini-game, the more money you would get. I played the snake one. The snake one? The snake one. <laughs> oh, it the was snake like, one. like the classic snake game where you just don't eat your tail, but you keep okay. picking up negs. That's what they were called. <laughs> N-E-G-G-S. I had, I had a shoiru, and it had a second shoiru. Then it had a third Shoiru because I really like Shoiru. <laughs> you can't branch out. You can't branch out. <laughs> Cute little dragon. Loved him. I don't even know the names of any of the Neopets. I just had the cards. How did I get them? I don't know. Maybe I got them from like a relative who was like, she'd be interested in this. I don't know, but I thought they were cool. You look, there's my dragon. Isn't he cute? He's, he's a fairly cute dragon. Yeah, he's like a really cute that's dragon. Like, cla- that's like the most classic Neopet. It is. It? it is like the... So you're like basic. I don't remember what, what the like actual, like what the Pikachu equivalent of Neopets was. It was like that blue thing. I would know it if I saw it. I'm gonna... Just look up popular Neopets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice. I wonder if you could still make a Neopets account. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and do that. You should. This this is a Neopets podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> the times they haven't changed quickly. Kachik! I think it's Kachik. 
You didn't just Google popular Neopets? I did, and then it came up with Kachik, and then I Googled specifically Kachik yeah. to pull up pictures of yeah. Kachik. That was like the Pikachu. I don't like its ears. Has the okay, same get out. Its name. Not on my Neopets it's really podcast. Cute. I don't want its ears to go off. No. Well, they don't. So we deal with it. Neopets. I bet Elizabeth and Darcy would have one if they had been able to. What Neopet would Lydia adopt? Um, wait, I may have an answer to this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, the one point from last time that I wanted to make again before we get back to <laughs> Lydia's Neopet. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to talk about Elizabeth versus Joe March. Oh, I do recall this. Yeah. Make your point. Because Make your case. I don't know. They seem they seemed really similar and I really liked both of them. But it seemed like like Joe kind of hated the institution of marriage but was like okay with men generally whereas elizabeth was kind of like men i don't know can you blame her yeah but like was open to the idea of marriage if she found one that wasn't awful and i thought that was an interesting like i don't know sort of parallel between the two of them i think they both aren't they don't feel a need to stick to the status quo and how everything is. Like, yeah. Lizzie, you know, she's the second oldest and still isn't married. And she's not sitting there being like, oh my god, I need to find a husband. I have to do this and this and this. I think both Lizzie and Joe are like, yeah, societal norms can be dumb. But Joe is, like, actively trying to fight them or surprise people by going against them whereas Lizzie is just doing her own thing and it happens to go against things Joe was a lot angrier than Lizzie yeah for sure yeah but angry at like structural stuff yeah in the yeah, article I, mean... I was reading to preface for this I will push your chair over. <laughs> I was reading, it mentioned how in the scene that we will discuss, um, Lizzie isn't wearing gloves. And I guess at that period of time, it that's like what you do if you're out and about, men and women, you wear gloves. And I guess at no point in the movie do we see Lizzie wearing them. Even at one of the big dances they go to, which would have been very important to wear them then because you don't want to make your family look bad. And I'm sure it was more so a directorial choice to be like, see, she stands out. She's not wearing them gloves. And less so that Lizzie wants to destroy the reputation of her family. But it it seems in that example that Lizzie would be like, I don't know, they're hot, they're uncomfortable. I don't want to wear them if I don't have to. Whereas Joe would be like, gloves are oppressive. And then start like a whole club about anti-glove wearing because yeah she's angrier and she tries to actively fight the system so they're very similar but joe has the volume turned way up they're both great yeah that makes sense to me yeah gloves gloves Gloves. who needs them 
Not me. The gloves so. are nice. I kind of wish wearing gloves was more. No. Warm, like, okay. yeah. No. I think I think they're fun. No. I used to really want a pair of fingerless gloves, though, when I was, like, a kid. Yeah, I was like, that's, are... that's going to be what makes me cool. Cool and edgy. Yeah. Yeah, like, any gloves would be fine. Just, you know, spice up your hands. <laughs> a little bit of hand spice. <laughs> a little bit of hand spice. I found the new Neopet. <laughs> Which one is it? It's the Usul. I could also see her with a walkie, though, which is right above the Usul. Not, not the walkie. But the Usul is like, you know, it's a little bit fluffier. It's a little little bit nicer. She'd have that one and it would be bedecked with ribbons and mayhaps some jewels if they had any. I can can To waste on a Neopet instead (laughs) of themselves. I did notice while watching this movie at the very beginning that there was a dog in, like, the dining room area at some point. And I'm like, do we ever see this dog again? Only when they're back and eating in the dining room, then the dog never makes another appearance. I don't know if it's their dog, because in the beginning, you see it walk out of the house and over towards, like, some man in the street. And I'm like, "Did, did neighbor's dogs just, like, go into your home? I don't know. That was my thing that I tried to be like, haha, I'm spotting something new this time while watching. <laughs> Questions to ponder. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I mentioned this last time, we need to bring back those kinds of dances. Agreed. I like that it has a set choreography because there are some of us who like to dance, but do not dance um, in a way that would be described as good. And so if I'm, like, by myself in my house or just near my family, they get to see all sort of weird things that I do. But I know it's not good. And so if I'm out in public, I'm going to go to the food table and hang out there. But if there were dances like these where it's, like, a set choreography and they're, like, skipping and they do, like, a little bit of patty cake, I'm so down for that. Yeah, and it was, like, you'd be raised learning the dance. So it's, like, I just, I just, yes. You, like, throw me the low ball. Like, (laughs) teach me how to do this steppy dance. And got some live music. Big old town party. It sounds like fun. What is the equivalent of that today? Is it, like, the Just Dance video game? I don't understand the, the equivalent of what. No, because those are hard to memorize. Those are like, it's not just like, here is a dance everybody can do. Because the Rasputin dance steps. lives it's in like, my brain to this day, so I don't know what you mean by hard to memorize. Okay, but like, but like if Rasputin comes on, great, you know that one. <laughs> but it's like the only one that you'd be able to do. I can, I could maybe do Take Me Out. No, I think I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it does look cool, like... No, I don't know. I really like all the choreography in Just Dance, and I wish I could just pop that out when I wanted. I feel like... I've been many social situations where... I'm dancing. I don't know. It's just not common anymore. No. What's, infuri- what's infuriating, though, is that I feel like I could be decent at dancing. I feel like I have... Not good... You're not going to be like, wow, she's a star. But you're like, yeah, she's not embarrassing herself. She's having a fun time. I feel like I have the potential, but I can't get out of my own head because there's, I need, I need rules to follow. I need a choreography I agree. to and teach like, me. Not to say that random dancing isn't fun. There's a place for both. And I feel like we have just shoved one aside in favor of the other when that shouldn't be, shouldn't be the case. Yeah. It's also like an easy, like an easy-ish way to socialize. Yeah. Like, 
I feel like it's less stressful because it was such a thing there. Um, like like a, a man would ask a lady to dance, but then ask another lady to dance. And they would be like, oh, I danced with this gentleman twice and this other gentleman once. And then I did all these six dances. Like there were like a set number of dances. And you could tell if somebody had a fancy for you if you like greatly favored them in dances. But it also like let you dance with multiple people yeah. and not just monopolize people for a whole night. So it was like a really easy way to socialize and to flirt and to let somebody know you were interested without it being weird. And I also think didn't one of the sisters mention that they danced with one of their friends? Like it probably is more common for men and women to be dancing because they're trying to like pair each other up. But like couldn't you also didn't Lizzie like do a dance with Charlotte or something? I think she did. Yeah, I like that too. That it doesn't even have to be this big like oh you're here to find a husband, you're here to find a wife. You can also just go there and dance with your friend. Yeah, they need to come back. Yeah, but I, when I lived in Austin, there were Texas two-step bars where you could show up at a certain time on like a Friday night or whatever, and they would give out free Texas two-step lessons. And you could learn the dance. And I then like for that. the rest of the night, there would be like a live band, there'd be live music. And then you could just you two-step the rest of the two night. Step. Yeah, I would like that. It sounds nice. But I also sort of want the culture of back in the day. Because I feel like now, if someone was clearly taking a fancy to you, you have to leave the bar and or avoid them all night. Whereas before, you could just be like, oh, I have someone else to dance with. I don't know. Less stressful. I try to avoid people. <laughs> you're at this big public dance where you're supposed to interact with people. Courting rituals of the 1800s. Less complicated. Yes. <laughs> Much more today. structured, it seems like. The structure helps. Yeah. <clears throat> but they also, I don't know, like everything was more structured. Like even like getting married. It was just yeah. kind of like. Someone would be like, hey, can I buy your daughter? (laughs) (laughs) We're looking at it through like, oh, it was so great in the past because it's about... There are a few more rules. Here's a cousin who's single. (laughs) (laughs) You're 21. What have you got Ah, to And then it's the worst. I was watching Bridgerton and they're like, you need a chaperone to go on these walks. And I'm like, they're walking in the park, man. It's fine. It's gross. Fine. Bridgerton was a bit of a letdown because I expected more of a slow burn like this. And also, no one told me it had fake dating. I would have started watching it way sooner if I had known there was fake dating. I didn't know. There's fake dating. Okay. And, um, no, I just, and I get it. I guess other people maybe would get sick of a slow burn that lasts like eight episodes. That sounds like a dream. But I don't, it was fine. I'm still going to watch season two whenever it comes out, but there was a lot of Bridgerton heyday, and I was like, love a period piece. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. And they did, like, classical music covers of popular songs. So at some point, they're, like, dancing, and it's Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. They did Shawnee Men's, and they did In My Blood, and it was very good. They did Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. That's that's neat. And it's, like, you don't realize it. Like, I saw it on Twitter, and someone was like, is that Thank You Next playing in the background? And I listened and was like, no, it's not. Definitively. (laughs) And then more people kept being like, is that Thank You Next? And I'm like, there's a chance. I was incorrect. So it's not 
don't know. They do it very subtly. They do it very well. Not very detective of you. It's very hard. It's one of it's a bad skill of mine. Like when you you, don't, you haven't been to a concert. I was gonna say when you go to a concert, and sometimes like before they play the song, they do like you know the really scaled back version of it, or they do just like a couple chords, and you're sitting there and you're like, I know this song. It's one of their songs. I'm here to see them. I've heard it before, <laughs> surely, but you just can't place it until they like do the regular opening notes. I'm horrible at it. So that's why I had to look up all the different <laughs> covers in Bridgerton Great. because these ears, no. But I don't know. I really like the slow burn element of their romance because love yeah. a slow burn. That's well, it's not. Go ahead. I was just going to say that that's part of what makes the courting rituals. Rituals sounds demonic. Courting. Etiquette. Etiquette, yeah. More fun instead of bad is because you like are really interested in this person but you can only act a certain way and it can't be indecent and so you just get little tiny moments and I'm like yes yes that is my brand what I just wanted to say I was gonna say it's not just like a slow I mean part of the appeal of the slow burn is that Darcy fucks it up in the middle and Elizabeth is like hey you're a jackass and then he <laughs> internalizes that in a good way because he reflects on himself and he's like you know what maybe she's right and then he gets better yeah. and that's that's nice it is nice to see a man get told a thing that is wrong with him and then he changes he fixes it and then he fixes it it's not like well that's not what I mean and I like that part of Bride and Prejudice I didn't get it until I was probably like college age because in high school I had read Pride and Prejudice but I was like, ugh, Darcy sucks. And then in college, I was like, oh, no, he just he just made a bad turn. And he does just... suck at first. At first, yes. But then he, like, you know, who, who doesn't suck right off the bat sometimes? <laughs> yeah. So so I really appreciate that part of the slow burn is giving Darcy specifically space to grow as a person. I know that they both represent their things and that Elizabeth has to not let her first impressions color her opinion of somebody for a super long time like she does because she's really adamant on maintaining her bad opinion of Darcy for as long as she can and that's that's her flaw so the so the slow burn gives them both space to like grow and mature as people while also realizing they do actually like each other yeah though I think I don't know that Elizabeth is wrong to dislike Darcy from like what we see of him in the movie for yeah. most of it like you know she she's at the where is it where she's talking with that guy and the guy's like yeah Darcy broke up Bingley and this other per, this other yeah. lady from a bad family she's like oh, my family <laughs> <laughs> yeah like she keeps getting like all the information that she's gotten about Darcy up to that point it's that Darcy's kind of sucks. It, it makes sense, and yeah, you read it and you're like, or you watch it and you're like, okay, standoffish man, you're not better than everyone else. Stop being so full of yourself. But I think part of what's fun is that the information is correct, and then she also is very stubborn and really holds her ground with it. 
And as we mentioned the first time we recorded this, you can tell that Darcy, like, after she tells him off at that dance the second time they interact, that he likes her. Like, even if he doesn't know it, I think he's like, oh, oh, she bested me. This woman caught my attention. And so then I think you had the fun bit of, like, she's learning information that is correct, but she's also being stubborn. But Darcy is also like, okay, I'm trying here. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm Darcy, so I'm bad at it, but I'm trying here. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, all the ways he immediately stands up anytime she walks into the room. And he I know does. it's customary, but, like, he does it with way more gusto. haste and gusto than I think the situation calls for. Because he's smitten. It's a very endearing time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's... Again, I I felt an affinity with Darcy because he is really bad at all of these things. (laughs) He's trying. He's trying. And like part of it, yeah, he's a little bit, he's a little bit full of himself, um, especially at first or at least like around people he doesn't know. He comes across that way. And I still sort of, I still sort of think he was into Elizabeth from the beginning and was like trying to save face in front of Bingley. Mm-hmm. I know that you both disagree with do. me. We talked we about do. this the last the last time. But yes. yeah. I think when Elizabeth at the very beginning at the ball overhears um, Darcy talking with Bingley about like, oh, you know, there's that Elizabeth girl. She's, you know, nothing special to me. Not, not handsome, handsome enough to tempt me. Yes. Yeah. I think it feels to me like he's already kind of got a crush on her. But he's trying to be like, well, I'm Darcy. I can't express any emotions that I have towards other people. I don't, I I don't know. No, I think he's just a dick. Yeah, I think at that point he's like, she's not handsome enough to tempt me. This town's full of rednecks and I hate them all. Let's go. And then Bingley's like, "But, but that pretty one over there. And then he's forced to stick around. Until Jane gets sassy with him. Jane. Lizzie gets sassy. Jane's never been sassy in her life. And then he's smitten at that point. But I think, as we mentioned before, I I don't think he cares about her in the slightest the moment they first meet. No. I disagree. You're wrong. You can can go be there in your wrongness. (laughs) You can can have your thoughts. You can be wrong over there. Yeah. That's fine. My little little wrong (laughs) I've been wrong before. I'm okay with being wrong again. Twitter, let us know how you feel about Darcy and, and Elizabeth when they first meet. Does he like her? No. <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> yeah. There's also one other... Oh, it's been two weeks since I've watched it. There's another moment where if it isn't the second time they talk at the dance... It's something else, obviously. It is a time besides the second time. (laughs) But there's like a distinct moment where I'm like, okay, if it wasn't the other one, even though I firmly believe it was, it was this moment. What was the moment? You're not selling it. No. I got rusty brain. Was it the hand? Because we haven't talked about the hand yet. No, at that point, he likes her already. She likes him at that point. 
Or she surprised by she how didn't she didn't realize she liked him yeah, until she was like, the, 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 oh my god. <laughs> hands. Um, Spicy hands. <laughs> Spicy hands. <laughs> the hand scene. Yeah. I reread the article and like right before I came, I've forgotten everything. <laughs> I did take a screenshot of one thing, but it's, like, kind of long, and I have to familiarize myself with it. Yeah, so this person wrote this whole article, and they're like, the hand scene, and they had this introduction, and then they put after, they're like, but the scene I want to talk about is the hand scene. And then they have a little sidebar that's like, listen, before this moment, I thought I was the only person who cared at all about this scene. Turns out that's not the case, so... I'm just going to continue on with what I was going to say. and But it was talking about how it's it's so great because it's able to convey everything in such a short amount of time. You have Lizzie being or going up the steps and then Darcy doing it. And they mention how at this point throughout the movie, everything has been in Lizzie's headspace. If not like mm-hmm. her point of view, just, you know, she's the person. But after their hands touch and then we see his eyes for like a moment... Um, and then Lizzie is standing there in shock when he walks away the camera follows his hand and you can see him like flex it and flex it it's it's a moment that stands out even if you don't realize it because it deviates from Lizzie's headspace and point of view and it's very good and is there a pullable quote from here I don't know. There, I like the line where it's like, uh, the sequence leaves us desperately wanting more while also being aware of the fact that anything more would ruin the moment, which is, at the end of the day, an exquisite replication of the agony of flirting in real life. I don't care about that part. But it's just, it's it's such a good it's, summary of all their yeah. feelings that they have at the moment. And it's like, it's just a hand touch. So it's, it's like really cute, you know? It's I think really holding hands is like adorable and should be and should be like on a higher pedestal of, of like ways to show affection and romantic tension in movies. It's not like an overtly sexy thing. It's just, just holding hands. It's, but just, it's charged because they're made for each other. It's it's not even that. It's more so because like technically they're holding hands, but I mean it's just like, that's not something you brush, do like, but like accidentally. But it's like if you're at the movies with someone that you like and you're sitting next to them and you're both like acutely aware of the position of your arm and you're like I could I could easily move like an inch over and then our arms would be like touching and like oh what a moment. But you don't want to come across as like intentionally trying to be like here's my arm so <laughs> touch it <laughs> so you gotta you gotta find a way something like this where he's just helping her onto the carriage but it's a way for him to like interact with her quickly for a moment i had a moment in college where someone did like a brief hand touch to like my finger lost it <laughs> thought about that for like weeks because love a slow burn love a period piece Rom drum with like the tiny hand touches. It's great. That is my brand. I keep saying that is my brand, but that's because it's my brand. <laughs> Does no do you guys I, you gave me a funny look when I mentioned the arm thing. Do you not know what I'm talking about? No, I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, thank you. I was getting it's involved. because you were like groping the wall, that's why it was funny. <laughs> no, I was just caressing it. <laughs> Very different. 
Yeah. 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 And I was wondering, like, if I pushed her chair at this moment, <laughs> where she... I just was like, oh. Like, I know she's against the wall, but she unsettled enough that maybe she'd fall over. I'm not going to lie to you, the only reason I haven't pushed your chair yet is because of where the coffee table is, and I'm like, ah, darn it, that's actually like... I just like, my head up the corner. <laughs> that could cause, like, legitimate injury. That's just like a paper cut. I don't care if I give you like, a paper cut. I thought about being like, you probably can't push my chair because the coffee table's very sharp and it's right there, but I thought she doesn't care. <laughs> so I don't want don't to plant it in her head. No, if that was moved over a foot, you would be down by that. <laughs> I'm going to anchor this chair next time. I'm going to get here an hour early. You're here on time? Yes. I'm going to come an hour early, David, next time. <laughs> Nail, <laughs> Nail this chair to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and prejudice. I feel like there was something else I was going to say, just about the movie in general, but now I don't remember. I'm trying to think if there's anything Oh, else. you were talking about side characters that you enjoyed, and I remember I didn't like your selection. <laughs> yeah. A side Caroline, because you said Caroline. I yeah. Like, I like Mr. Bingley's sister, who's kind of stuck up and hates everything. She's not even the fun kind of stuck up and hates everything. Love those characters. Yeah. She's just mean. She I didn't like her. She's kind of mean. But, like, there's that really great scene where Darcy is, like, in his study and Elizabeth and Caroline are talking. And Caroline's like, let's take a turn around the room. And they get up and the two of them just kind of, like, link arms and <laughs> walk around, walk around, walk the, around room. the room. And, like, say snide things about Darcy, who's sitting right there. Who's sitting right there. And then they're like, Darcy, will you join us? And he's like, I, I know that you're gossiping about me, so I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like I don't think I would like her as a person if I knew her in person. Yeah. yeah. But like in the movie, I think she's a really great character. I would agree with that. I agree. She's a character who helps That's I guess to sort of be correct. like I also want out of this town because now Bingley has Two people being like, bro, let's go. She's not worth it. And then that helps get him out. So I guess she helps drive the plot a little bit. I don't know. I didn't like her. She was mean. And not the fun kind of mean. She is She is kind of mean. I don't know. I like I, I like. I am Mr. Bingley, Ray of Sunshine. So And you don't even like your own sister? Yeah. She's not a Ray of Sunshine. It doesn't feel like a very Bingley thing to say. It is. I would know. No, it's not. I would know. Mm. I am Bingley, so. Yeah. I like it Caroline. I like Mr. Bennett quite Mr. a Bennett's bit. Mr. Bennett's great. And I like, um, I like Lydia, who spends the first half of the movie just sort of giggling with her other little sister. Yeah. And then it's... suddenly she's like Wickham dishonoring her family. <laughs> her Mr. Wickham. Running off with the lieutenant. It escalates very quickly. I like I the scene where they're having dinner and she's just like, officers are great. Look at my ring or whatever. She doesn't have a ring, does she? But she's like, 
Is it when she comes back after having married yeah. him? No, I think yeah. she does have a ring. Does she? She's know. just like... But she's like, she's so bad at that dinner. Yeah. She's just... Obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, I like that scene a lot. No, yeah. see, Lydia, or Lydia was just annoying. What was the other sister? Um, Kitty? Yes. Kitty's Lydia the other, Kitty like, are just annoying one. They just giggle too yeah, much, and I'm like, it's not like, funny. Stop being annoying. Like, they're also they're like to be like 14. Yeah, or I was something. gonna say they're like young, but um, like younger than the other ones. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I I get annoyed with them. Who, who are your favorite side? I like Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I like her dad because he seems to genuinely want them to be happy and I feel yeah. like in a movie like this it wouldn't be uncommon for him to be like I have five daughters and no sons like at least one of you just has to suck it up and marry someone you don't love so that we can have some money right. but he doesn't do that and he's very sweet we've got Mrs. Bennett for that yeah I really love Mrs. Bennett I think she's my second favorite but I, I mostly love her because of her absolutely conniving matchmaking skills early on where she sends Jane without a carriage to the Bingley's manor and then she gets a cold just as planned and has just to just live planned. there yeah. for some time while she recovers and it's just I don't know it's just like a really fun thing that she does highly inappropriate a little bit dangerous but you know moms moms, moms. <laughs> she's also like I really like uh when Elizabeth finally calls her out for like, do you think of nothing else when she says something about marriage? And she's like, well, when you have five daughters, tell me what occupies your thoughts. Because yeah, that would be exhausting in that yeah. time period. That would be so stressful because of the patriarchy. Yeah. And that like sucks. So like... And yet at the parties and stuff, she's not very good at... Oh no, she's terrible. Selling, not selling... But like, kind of selling. Kind of well, selling. She's but like, not she's good. not very good at like her. But well, if if this is the only Talking thing that occupies, yeah, if this is the only thing that occupies her thoughts. She's not very good at, at like trying to convince men that these are women they should. She's marry. not good at being someone who you want to be affiliated with either. <laughs> right. Once you are married, like she's so inappropriate. And it's and even to someone who doesn't intricately understand social norms and etiquette of the time period, you can tell that she's just like not she's kind of she's she's really embarrassing. Yeah. She's just really embarrassing. But I'm I think that makes her a lively character who's like it does. fun to it's... watch and, you know, is interesting and stands out. She's fun. Yeah. I like her. I like the moment where I think she says something about how such and such is going to make her have to talk or have to gossip and she's like and you know how much I hate that when all you see her do in the movies is just talk and gossip like her poor nerves all the time poor nerves yeah no she's fun yeah definitely how did you feel about Lady DeBerg Lady DeBerg's classic she's just like classic mean like, See, like that's fun austere. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Is and that like, fun mean? yeah. What, what fun makes mean. her fun mean, but Carolyn just mean? Because, hmm. like. I mean, she still is just mean, but it's like more entertaining <laughs> to me. Is it me? just because it's Judy Dench? No, it's. 
I can get, she's got more power behind it. Yeah. I can see. She's got more power behind it and Lizzie fights back. She's an actual rival as opposed to someone Lizzie just has to put up with. So that I think helps with the meanness. Yes. Yeah. Because like it's so, like I know that she is a wealthy landed noble so she can get away with doing things that are inappropriate such as showing up at Elizabeth Bennet's house in the middle of the night to be like has my nephew proposed you must say no it is unthinkable and I really like that Lizzie tears her down and is like you're acknowledging that it could be real by coming to my house at midnight it's I like that scene that's a good scene that's good and then she's like you have insulted me in every possible way and I'm like yeah that's true she has done that just tore into you and it's funny too but because in a fun way. yeah, and she like clearly hasn't spoken to Darcy before then either. Like, yeah. I don't think Darcy ever. When he when he and Elizabeth finally get together, does he say like, "I heard my aunt came by." I'm so, so sorry so, about yeah. that. Yeah, so which he, I don't know how he would have heard. It was like four hours between those moments, maybe, because he came at like dawn. He did, but he's he's always like around. He knows things. He knows things. People know things. The trees People talk tell to each him. other things. Like there's nothing else to do except gossip. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, and take a turn about the room. Yeah. So he was just doing that. He knows things. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Catherine de Bourgh. She's a good. She's. It's interesting too that she's an adversary because she really only has the one adversarial scene. She's not fun when they go with Mister Collins to um, her house. And she's like imposing and scary, but she really she only has it there. out for Elizabeth in that one scene. So it's interesting that she's the main antagonist. Because at that point, they both clearly like each other. They and they need one final thing to try and to get like, in their way. What better still than a meddling relative to do a that? Meddling you know, relative. classic. But true love perseveres. That's what they have, it's true love. Darcy and Elizabeth. They didn't have it the first moment they met, though. Not to clarify. It evolved. <laughs> it grew. After Darcy became less of a shithead. Yeah. I disagree. Let us know, Twitter. <laughs> how you uh, how you feel about that. Should we... Um... This was an episode. <laughs> this was an episode. Neopets. <laughs> Pushing people over. Romance. Should we talk about next time? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So for next time, Rapunzel is bored. She's been locked away in her tower by her prudish family for almost a month, and her patience is wearing thin. So she decides to take matters into her own hands. She's got the wits, the courage, and the 40-foot-long hair to make herself a rope and climb out of there all on her own. She sneaks out in the dead of night and heads to Colorado, where she works as a climbing instructor for a while. It's not really part of this movie. But when Prince Charming arrives and finds the tower empty, boy is he mad and out for revenge. He declares war on Rapunzel's family, and her heroine must return home and fight off the prince to protect those she loves. That's right, for next time we're watching Tangled. I think I pretty much nailed it this time. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tangled. You gave a synopsis. That's everything that happens in the movie. That's everything. That's all of it. You don't even have to watch. I, we could I just don't. skip this one. We could. But we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We, we skip shouldn't. it. It's one closer to episode 50. 
we shouldn't skip it. Which, as I was talking with Kristen earlier, it's not I've looking gotten, good. I've got <laughs> looking just watched, pretty grim. I just watched a movie that I really enjoyed. Oh <laughs> boy! And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling around like episode 47, 48. Okay. Like if we're watching things that are terrible, <laughs> we have to be like, I have to bring out the big guns. But if it's, I have I have other movies that I think that you might enjoy on the shortlist. Did you think we would enjoy <laughs> the other one? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get a feeling for your gauge of our enjoyment. I thought you would have... I, I think that movie is really fun. Holy Motors. Like, I think it's really fun and I think it's really funny. Um, but... I don't think I smiled once the entire <laughs> movie. Yeah. Maybe just a, a different sense of humor kind of thing. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know you would not like this one. Ugh. Which, which I don't know. Where's my clip? No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, next time, Tangled, a Disney movie. Woo! Woo! We've done a good number of Disney movies. We love those. Yeah. So that'll be for next time, and until then, so long, Kristen. Arrivederci. So long, Hallie. <laughs> I was gonna say bonjour, no, but I don't think that's a goodbye thing. <laughs> ciao. Ciao. ciao, 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 and goodbye, listeners. Thank you for <laughs> bearing with for, us for this episode. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a weird one. Blame so Pally. No.